0: Okay, we're back. Are we on? We are on, a few seconds in. So welcome back to episode South Valentinque of, of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here, me and the manager have the stuff, and you can too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So I thought I was gonna say something different in the beginning, and then I just completely went into the opening phrase. What were you gonna say? I don't know. I just thought I was gonna hook myself into a catchy... like a catchy one-liner and then maybe... maybe it's my old age and I just forgot what I was gonna say. (laughs) Or... (laughs) Yeah, or maybe it's just... I just wanted to get straight to it. So... Should we get straight to it this time? Yeah, do you have any... Um, workout playlist updates, or... Workout playlist, okay, so I'll talk a little bit today. So, uh, I'll, I'll catch, I'll, I'll catch up with everybody. So, over the past, like, the end of last week, over the weekend, for some reason, I was in a vampire weekend mode. Hmm. Yeah. Listening Yeah, so I think it had to do with, you know, on my travels i was able to see one of their like live recorded events and they played some of their new stuff and i kind of liked it so i started listening to it so i made a playlist of i'd say my favorite favorite vampire weekend songs but also put into consideration i'm trying to pick songs that also go with like workouts a little bit better Gotcha. So more upbeat, or yeah, a little upbeat. There's some slower ones, but you know, I always try to keep that in mind just in case, cause you know, who wants to like run and like do poses to like slow ass songs, you know, like yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, who wants to do that? You're just like, I want this song to be over. And if you have faster songs, it feels like the workout's going a little quicker. Mhm. You know, so I was in, I was in vampire weekend mode so this this set list is going to be all vampire weekend so if you haven't checked out their latest uh album i would check it out some of the stuff is pretty good some pretty good so i started with harmony hall sunflower featuring steve lacy i don't know who that is how long question mark 2021 a song called jerusalem new york berlin yeah, hey. Everlasting Arms, Step, Giving Up the Gun, Run, M79, Cape Cod, Quassa, Quassa, I think. <laughs> I stand corrected, and then a different version of The Kids Don't Stand a Chance. Let me see what version it is. If it will. Normally, if you roll over it, it will say what it is, but I'm not getting it right now, but it's kind of like a techno remix of the kids don't stand a chance. And then after that, you know, the past two playlists I've had, you know, manager, you might like these a little bit better. Let's hear it. So I figured I was going to stop, you know, for a little while, stop going to my liked songs. And I was going to go to, you know, the best app ever Shazam. And I I realized I never really transferred my Shazams over to my Spotify. So, these are all Shazam songs. That's cool. So, and these are just kind of like whenever I feel like, you know, I'm out somewhere and I'm just hearing a song that I like. Some of them I've heard before, some of them I haven't. So, let's get started. Uh, So, this was yesterday's playlist. I Got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. Hot Girl Bummer by Blackbear of <laughs> uh, F star star K I N perfect by Pink Circles by Your Boy Post Malone Oh uh, Posty I don't care with Justin Bieber by Ed Sheeran <laughs> Uh Happier by Marshmallow and Somebody Else Uh She's a Rainbow by the Ro- by the Rolling Stones Pride by U2 Monte Carlo by Remy Wolf, Be On Your Way by Buju Banton, hopefully I'm not messing that up, and then ending it off with American Girl by Tom Petty and The Heartbreakers, and then today, I'm just going to go through it quickly, I don't know, this is another Shazam session, Ants, Marchi- Ants Marching by Dave Matthews Band, Never Say Goodbye by Bon Jovi, The Stroke by Billy Squire, Meet Me Halfway by Black Eyed Peas. Slide by Calvin Harris. Everybody Loves You by Curtis Peoples. Rollercoaster by Bon Jovi again. Lost featuring Kelsey Jade by Jai Wolf. And I guess Kelsey Jade. <laughs> uh, a, different, a different language, but Un Filo Di Seta Nege abisi by Aliza. I don't know what it was, but it sounds nice. The Circle and the Square by the Flowbots. And then ending it off with Youth Group Leader by Desmond and the Tutus. Wow. so a bunch of Shazam songs. Yeah, so a bunch of different stuff. You know, quite the variety. So trying to switch it up every now and then. And that has been my playlist from over the weekend. over Since Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and today, Tuesday. You had a few Black Eyed Peas songs. Are you a fan of theirs? Uh, yeah. I I think they got some beats. I mean, I can't listen to them all the time. But, yeah. you know, they get you into, like, a mood, I guess. <laughs> I think they did a... I don't think they did a good job at the Super Bowl. When they when they played the Super Bowl, I wasn't a huge fan. Oh, yeah. That was a couple years ago, right? Yeah, at least. At least. I didn't even know that they were relevant anymore. Do you think they'll have a Super Bowl this year? Oh, uh, yeah, good question. I don't know. I I would I don't know. I don't want to say any I don't want to say anything cuz I think all this stuff is kind of crazy. Oh, but watching TV lately, my brothers and I used to be really into uh wrestling and you know, my brothers are a bit still. I I check it every now and then. And I actually think they came out with probably the best version of an audience that is not actually present. So they've actually set up uh, a... They set up, like, the arena to have... You know how, like, when you're in a Zoom or, like, you're in a, you know, uh, a virtual call or something? Yeah. So they have all these people coming, calling in or viewing and they have all the people up, like, And it's all around the all around the ring. That's pretty cool. So I thought that that was the most creative way to do it, and I think that they went. I'm not sure if this is true or not, but um, I think my brother was telling me that they went to a different arena and they set up this, you know, total different setup, you know, specifically for that. So I thought that that was pretty creative. You know, if you're gonna do it, it beats putting up those. Cardboard cutouts or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, really old school. So... I'd like to see this, like, a picture of that setup. I can't really find it online. I you know, to search. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty interesting for them to do it that way. You know, you don't... You don't get the... Uh, and, and then, you know, I turned to, like, ESPN or, you know, whatever is playing the U.S. Open. And it's, like, a dead space. It's, like... You know like no one no one's in the crowd <laughs> there's no one and let me let me ask you this so i'm watching the i'm watching the US open and okay so what's the deal with this they play the match you know the the two players right they're playing singles right mm-hmm. you've you've seen it right yeah okay so they play the matches during the match they don't need to wear a mask but then afterwards while they're talking like quite a bit away from whoever's interviewing them, they have to wear a mask. What is this? Maybe they're too close when they're interviewing them? No, they're not! I I just don't understand it. Like, if you don't have to wear it while you're playing, why do you have to wear it when... (laughs) I, I did, guess, like, any extra precaution, did you, did you watch the Video Music Awards at all? No, I'm not watching, watch I'm situation. not, no, I'm not watching this garbage, I'm not watching that garbage. <laughs> it was really funny when they interviewed the people. Oh my god, the camera zoomed out so much, and they were like, they had to be like 10 feet away from each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> so the shot was like super wide. <laughs> it, it just, it's, it's silly to me, because, you know, they set up these ridiculous rules, and then... Like I don't get why it's okay to like not wear a mask for certain times and then you have to at other times. Like it just doesn't make sense. They need better rules and they actually have to have reasonable rules. Rules that can be followed. Yeah, I guess it's hard. No one really knows exactly what to do in this situation, you know. And the people wrestling aren't wearing masks. They're not? No. Oh my gosh, do they get, maybe they get tested, like, right before they go in or something. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, all this stuff is, like, you know, have a concise plan with the evidence that you have that works. Stop making all these stupid, nonsensical rules that are just so arbitrary that it it doesn't make any sense. But with that, let's move on because I'm just going to keep going. Okay, um, check the timer. Okay, so we have time for one topic, and then you'll get into your movie. I know, I know, yeah, like, I, sorry people, but, you know, having a few days off, we're a little off sync, and I have to catch up with you with all my music. That was, like, four or five music sessions. Yeah, that's cool to hear what you Shazammed. Yeah, so... On that. Yeah, so I have quite the variety. I'm not a one-trick pony, as they say, people. <laughs> okay. Um, my topic is the whole Karen thing. Have you heard of that term? Is that where like someone's being like a, I don't know, like a tattletale or something? Yeah, like a complainer. But anyway, I was um, listening to like a morning show today, and they were talking about whether or not the term is offensive. What, what do you think of that spiel? I mean, you know, you and the listeners know my ideals about offensive stuff. I think people are need to. I, I think people need to grow a goddamn backbone. <laughs> like, I'm surprised people today can even walk. <laughs> they should just be like sloppy puddles, swooshing around. And you know what? I'd be stomping on all of you. <laughs> oh my god. No, I, I mean, I, I think I think that it's... I think that it's... I, I don't know who came up with it. I think that that's kind of silly. I think that whoever has that name, like, that sucks. I mean, if, you, if that's what your actual name is called, like, you're screwed. Yeah, I feel bad for anyone who's named that right now, but... I, I mean... It'll pass. It'll pass, I'm sure. Are you... Oh, how do people use it? Like, name a... Like, say it in, like, the way it would be phrased. Like, uh, you're such a if, Karen. Like, such a Karen. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't be I such get, a Karen. If you complain at, like, a restaurant or if something, like, super minor gets on your nerves, I feel like people call you a Karen. I don't know. I've never called anyone that and i've never been called that but it's just like a huge movement now it feels like on the internet you know yeah i don't know i've heard of it i'll I'll be the first to call you it, manager manager you're being such a karen (laughs) i never complain (laughs) (laughs) even if i'm like at a restaurant i hate what i'm eating i don't say anything (laughs) Oh, see? See? She... Manager's not oversensitive. She sucks it up and she eats it. I do. Because what are you going to do? I mean, you could toss it back. uh You could leave it there. I mean, but I think... I think there's other instances where, like... You know, all these tiny microaggressions and all this kind of crud. It's like... Come on, people. If you don't like what someone's saying or something, you have the option to not listen to them or just move on with your life. Just move on. Yeah. It's usually applied to middle-aged women, I'm reading. (laughs) Oh, okay, so... Oh, okay, so can I be called a Karen? (laughs) Yeah, I can call you that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I nice to calling you that actually. It's really funny. I don't know what. To you. I don't <laughs> know what these rules are. These rules are stupid. I think that people that get, you know, microaggressed is is that a is that a way that I could say it? If you've been micro I I think that you need to like grow up a little bit and uh, realize that you have many options other than to be micro-aggressed. Just. Hmm move yeah. on move on yeah. with your life there's a, there's better things to do and it, if you if you're going to co- you know the big thing about this is the colleges to where people don't want to be like they don't want to see or hear other people's opinions that's what college is all about you're going into a different area a different environment and you're going to meet new people you're going to meet people that are different than you so suck it up and maybe you'll learn something this is true And with that, let's move on to (laughs) topic, (laughs) topic, I guess, three, if you call the music one. Yeah. Okay, so music was one, the Karen thing was two, and the movie thing is three. So I'm thinking I'm going to, I don't know if I could do this in the four minutes. We might run over a little bit, but I thought I would bring back movie story time. So you know how he said Terminator Dark Fate was a little convoluted and just confusing. I'm going to read you the plot, people.
1: Oh, and, boy. And
0: we'll see. We'll see if you guys understand it. All right. Okay. Make it confusing. So this is kind of like... I've only done this once before, and I kind of rambled on because it was it was such a joke with the last movie, Midsummer. But here we go here we go and this is off wikipedia so i'm just going off wikipedia terminator dark fate terminator dark fate the plot in 1998 three years after averting the threat of skynet sarah and john connor are enjoying life by a beach in livingston guatemala when they are suddenly attacked by a t-800 terminator one of several sent back through time by skynet prior to its erasure the terminator kills john before leaving In 2020, an advanced Terminator, the Rev-9, is sent back in time to Mexico City to murder Daniela Dani Ramos, who will become a threat to the machines in the future. A cybernetically enhanced soldier, Grace, is sent from 2042 to protect her. The Rev-9, disguised as Dani's father, infiltrates the automobile assembly plant where Dani and her brother Diego work, but is thwarted by Grace, who escapes with the siblings. The Rev-9, revealing its ability to split into a cybernetic endoskeleton and shape-shifting liquid metal exterior, like in T2, pursues them, killing Diego and cornering Grace and Danny. However, Sarah arrives and temporarily disables the Terminator with explosives. Danny, Grace, and Sarah retreat to a motel. Sarah relieves, uh, not relieves, not reveals that she found them because, in the years since John's death, she has received encrypted messages detailing the locations of arriving Terminators, each, sending, each ending with For John, in quotes. Sarah used these messages to hunt down and destroy each Terminator. Grace notes that neither Skynet nor John exist in her timeline. Instead, humanity is threatened by an AI called Legion, originally developed by cyber warfare. When Legion becomes... A threat to humans, an attempt was made to neutralize it with nuclear weapons, resulting in a nuclear holocaust and the AI cr- creating a global network of machines to terminate the human survivors. Are you following this, manager? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. the, the timelines, the timelines are, make it so confusing. Okay, continue, continuing the story. All right. Grace traces Sarah's messages to Laredo, Texas. Barely evading the Rev-9 and the authorities while crossing the Mexico-United States border, they arrive at their source, where they discover the same T-800 that murdered John. Having fulfilled its mission, and with Skynet no longer existing, the T-800 was left aimless. Through learning, however, it became self-aware. During that time, it learned from humanity and developed a conscience. Taking the name Carl and adopting a human family. After learning how its actions affected Sarah and being able to detect temporal displacements, Carl decided to forewarn her of them to give her purpose, thereby attempts to make amends. Some of this is weirdly written, I think. It sounds all over the place and way too long to be like a summary. Yeah, so sorry people if I sound like I'm like butchering this, but it, I'm reading it and it sounds like it's worded really oddly. Carl, so back to the plot. Carl offers to join them against the Rev Nine, and they make repra- uh, they make preparations to destroy it. Sarah begrudgingly agrees to work together for Danny's sake. Anticipating the Rev-9's arrival, Carl bids its family farewell and tells them to escape. The group gives Danny brief tactical weapons training and plans on how to ambush the Rev-9. To do so, they seek out a military-grade electromagnetic pulse, an EMP, from an acquaintance of Sarah's. The Rev-9 catches up with them, forcing them to steal a C-5 galaxy to escape. That's a plan. Though the EMPs are destroyed in the resulting shootout, during the flight, Grace reveals that Danny becomes a future founding member of the Resistance, as well as her rescuer. The Rev-9 boards their plane via a KC-10 extender. See, I don't know why they have to go into these full details in this plot. Yeah, that's that's way too much information. And temporarily subdues Carl, forcing Grace, Sarah, and Danny to jump from the plane into a river near a hydro plant with Carl and the Rev-9 following close behind bludgeoned The group makes their stand inside the plant. In the ensuing battle, Carl and Grace force Rev-9 into a spinning turbine, causing an explosion that critically damages the two Terminators and mortally wounds Grace. Oh, dear God. The blemished Rev-9's endoskeleton... (laughs) endoskeleton. All these long words are killing me here. (laughs) The blemished Rev-9's endoskeleton incapacitates Sarah... Forcing Danny to confront it herself. A dying Grace tells Danny to use her power source to destroy the Rev 9. Danny tries to fight the Rev 9 but is quickly overpowered. Carl reactivates itself and restrains the Rev 9, allowing Danny to stab it with Grace's power source. Carl drags itself and the Rev 9 over a ledge and tells Sarah, in quotes, for John, right before the power core explodes, destroying them both. Sometime later, And this is the conclusion, Danny and Sarah watch over a 10-year-old Grace at a playground with her family. The former determined to avert Grace's death and Legion's rise. Sarah then tells Danny she needs to get ready, with Grace watching as the pair drives off. Isn't this so confusing? Yeah, I'm really lost. See, this is the problem with these movies that have timelines. When you have no rules, anything goes. Yeah. So, so it it just is confusing. I mean, in the plot, you have 1998, then you go to 2020, then you go to 2042. Like, it it it's really confusing. And then the ending is even confusing. Why are they watching a ten year old Grace when Grace from the future died? Like, dad. Ah. Oh I'm so confused. You you didn't watch a new movie yesterday? I didn't watch a new movie. I was thinking about watching The Rescuers, but I thought, you know what? This is a perfect time to... (sighs) Like, it backs up my conclusion that these movies are way too... (sighs) It's not even detailed. It's just annoyingly convoluted. There's too much stuff. Why couldn't they just have been like, oh, here's a new character meeting an old character and they have to fight a new terminator that's yeah. it like i don't i don't understand all this like back and forth back and forth like uh, these timeline movies are so annoying oh my gosh. um well, you'll give us a new update tomorrow movie i guess maybe I I think so. It's just I I will say though I would say give this movie a chance if you like action packed movies. I think it's good. I think it's good for what it is. But when you read this garbage, and when you go behind the scenes, it's just it's a crapshoot. It's 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 nonsense. I agree. And and just to confirm everything, Sarah is Linda Hamilton. Carl is. Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Grace is the cyborg, you know, the human that's kind of partial machine, and then the Rev-9 is the new like crazy souped-up bad guy, I guess. So, it's just it I don't know I don't even know what to say about it. If you just want to see things explode and things fight each other, and blow up uh, go for it oh and also I wanted to say that the the, the earlier Terminators in the earlier movies seem to be a little bit more threatening because they seem to be more like robotic like now everything's so perfectly CG'd that it doesn't seem like it's like they don't seem real anymore at least in the beginning I think they were actually practical effects and maybe even they built maybe some of the terminators i think so i i think maybe they have to go back to basics and maybe that would help the series but who knows who knows but i will say this if it doesn't get cleared up the details and all this i will not be back for this series i guess if that's what you want to call it (laughs) series i will not be back as the terminator says he says I'll be back, but I will not be back. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been episode Sant Font sank of Le VOTP. God, that was long.